This is Barry Zelma, Zelma on Insurance. I'm an attorney who's retired from the practice of law and now spend my time as an insurance claims consultant and expert witness and author and producer of these videos. Today I'd like to explain why it is never prudent to insure a rental property under a homeowner's policy. It's just plain stupid. It is axiomatic, that is a certainty, that most people do not read their insurance policies, nor do they always use insurance to protect themselves properly. State Farm tried to help its insured. It explained to Mr. Paul Terrell and Ms. Rick Gottseng that they needed a rental policy on their rental property, and they bought it. They decided, however, later to move into the rental property and change the policy to a homeowner's policy. But then they didn't move in. Instead, they rented it out, but never changed the policy back to a rental policy. That clear and obvious mistake resulted in a no-coverage decision in Paul Terrell v. State Farm, a 2019 decision of the California Court of Appeal. Mr. Terrell and Ms. Zeng had been renting their San Francisco home to tenants for eight years when the front porch collapsed, causing injury to a tenant. When the tenant sued, Terrell and Zhang sought defense and indemnification from their insurance provider, State Farm. State Farm denied their claim, however, because the homeowner's insurance policy excluded coverage for injuries arising out of an insured's business pursuits or the rental of their home. Terrell and Zhang, the insured, sued State Farm for breach of contract and bad faith denial of their insurance claim. The insureds owned a San Francisco property. They moved out and began renting the property in 2003. Eventually, when the tenant was still in the property, the porch area in front of the property's front door collapsed. Mary, who was standing on the porch at the time, fell through a hole and sustained injuries from her fall. Citing several exclusions from coverage contained in the policy, including the provision that excludes insurance coverage for bodily injury or property damage arising out of business pursuits of any insured, or the rental or holding for rental of any part of any premises by the insured, State Farm maintained it owed no duty to defend Terrell and Zhang in the underlying action. Terrell and Zhang, the insured, settled the lawsuit for $43,000 out of their own pocket and then sued State Farm, who moved for summary judgment, arguing that it had no duty to indemnify or defend the appellants because the damages sought in the lawsuit arose solely from the appellants' excluded business pursuits and rental activity, 
The ordinarily incident to non-business suits exception did not apply to restore coverage, and the policy's insured location exclusion separately barred coverage because the property did not qualify as the appellant's residence premises. The trial court granted State Farm's summary judgment motion, and of course they appealed. The appellate court noted, that interpretation of an insurance policy to determine whether it provides a potential for coverage is always a question of law. Settled rules govern the interpretation of insurance contracts. While insurance contracts have special features, they are still contracts to which the ordinary rules of contractual interpretation apply. The fundamental goal of contractual interpretation is to give effect to the mutual intention of the parties. The homeowner's policy at issue provided personal liability coverage. It expressly excluded from coverage coverage for bodily injury or property damage arising out of business pursuits of any insured or the rental or holding for rental of any part of any premises by any insured. The court found that the exclusionary clause was conspicuous, plain, and clear. It held, quote, while the term rental is not defined in the policy, this did not render the provision ambiguous. Construing the policy language under its usual and ordinary meaning, it is clear that the insured's rental of the property to the claimants constituted an excluded activity under both the business pursuits and rental of the premises clause. In fact, the insured signed a written lease with the claimants granting them exclusive use and occupancy of the property and receive monthly payments. The insured's income-generating rental activity was not an occasional one. The property was rented from 2003 through 2014. Eleven years. That the insureds believed their rental of the property would only be temporary was of no moment since they rented it for over 11 years. They were engaged in a regular business activity that generated substantial income over an extended period of time and underwritten lease terms that would be commonly understood as a property rental. The injuries occurred during and as a result of the tenancy, and the tenant's lawsuit was predicated upon the insured status as landlords, and their failure to maintain the property in a safe and habitable condition. As a matter of policy interpretation, the business pursuits rental exclusion bars coverage of any claim arising from the tenant's lawsuit. The insureds relied on the following policy provision. Quote, this exclusion does not apply to activities which are ordinarily incident to non-business pursuits, close quote. 
the maintenance of the front porch of the property did not fall within an exception for activities which are ordinarily incident to non-business pursuits. The insureds had been engaged in the business of renting the property consistently for over a decade and were being paid to keep the property in a habitable condition for their existing tenants at the time of the accident. Since the insureds engaged in a for-profit rental of the property for more than a decade, and since the undisputed evidence established as a matter of law that there is no coverage under the business pursuits or rental exclusion, no potential for indemnity existed. Mr. Terrell acknowledged that they should have contacted their State Farm agent, but did not do so because they thought their situation was temporary and they would move back to the property. Since the insureds continued to rent it for many years after changing back to a homeowner's policy, they should not have purchased since they did not live in the place and knew they needed a rental policy. Their negligence could not create coverage. State Farm tried to protect them and would have done so again if asked. Insurers are not mind readers. They can only provide insurance that the insured asked them to provide. The insureds asked for a homeowner's policy that limited coverage to property the insureds actually occupied as their residence. They knew they did not live in the premises and that it, as a rental property, was a business pursuit. They only had themselves to blame for the lack of coverage and the need to settle the suit brought by the injured tenants from their own funds. They could have avoided the problem by listening to State Farm, who offered to sell them a policy that provided coverage for property and liability of an insured's rental property. The lesson every insured of a homeowner's policy must recognize is that it is prudent to listen to your agent and always advise your insurer of changes in the use of the property. It is also important to understand that a homeowner's policy requires that the persons named as insureds actually live on the property. Whether it's a rental or not, if it's vacant, if you live elsewhere, if your Uncle Louie lives there because you give it to him rent-free, you are not a resident of that dwelling and therefore you will never be able to recover under a homeowner's policy. Other types of insurance are available to protect your interest in the property and the interest of any lenders. It is necessary when you do not live on a residence to implore your insurance agent or broker to properly advise you as to the type of insurance necessary to protect you and others who require you to insure the property and to protect you against third parties who may claim against you for negligence. This video was adapted from my book, The Homeowner's Insurance Policy Handbook. 
which is available from Amazon.com as both a Kindle book and as a paperback. If you found this video to be of interest or useful, please forward it to your colleagues. It's free. And please subscribe to my YouTube channel, my Rumble channel, and my blog so that you can be advised of future videos and future blog postings. Thank you for your attention.